0: Sit back and get ready to take off with Dynamic Golf.
1: Hey Tampa Bay golfers, this is Sean Klotz from One Stop Golf Club. Just want to give you guys a little insight into what we have up here in Wesley Chapel. Uh, we've got a great facility, it's called One Stop Golf Club, and basically it's a, a private man cave or a woman cave, depending on what you're trying to do. It's 24-7 access to TrackMan, which is a $20,000 machine that you see on tour. And it's a private hitting facility, so it is member only. Uh, We do offer golf lessons and club fittings in there as well. But basically for $60 a month, you book your tee time online on our website. And you have 24-7 access. You can book a half an hour, an hour or two hours. And we also have a speaker in here and also the TV which has all multiple channels. So just a great way to come in, practice, work on your game. TrackMan has so many different apps inside of TrackMan. You can work on specific yardages, uh, really get your numbers dialed in from a club perspective. Uh, There's also 65 different golf courses inside TrackMan. So such a good way to work on your game. Um, Also, if you decide to have uh, some friends that are members as well, great way to come in and and use it where you can play different golf courses. You can do close to pin contests, long drives. So just a ton of different ideas inside of TrackMan that you can use. Super easy to operate, very uh, user-friendly, but just, again, think of it as your own private facility. $60 a month for the base membership, and then if you want the VIP membership where you can bring in your friends, that would be $130 a month. So We are excited to be in the Wesley Chapel area. We've been open since August and uh, been had some great support from the community so far. Look forward to working on your game. Come down to One Stop Golf Club in Wesley Chapel or go to our website, which is onestopgolfshopfl.com. My name is Sean Klotz, the owner and operator of One Stop Golf Club.
0: All right. Well, welcome back to Dynamic Golf. I'm your co-host, Tim McElbana. I'm here with my fellow co-host, Sean Klotz. Hey, golfers. How are you guys doing today? Great. So, Sean, tell us, who do we have today?
2: This is a uh, new friend of mine, Tim. Um, just met Tom. Tom White is the gentleman's name. Hey, Tom. Hey Sean, T-Mac. Nice good to, to meet, meet you. you. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah, so uh, Tom and I kind of struck up a friendship probably about three months ago. He okay. started coming into the golf uh, studio mm-hmm. and basically uh, started working on his golf swing. Um, I don't know his age, so I don't want to go with that. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> but, but he is a uh, a, a great player. Good, you can tell like just some great, great swings in there. He's had some good um, past with, with his. Uh, we'll talk about some of his past accomplishments and that type of stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, came into me just honestly like everyone else does, with, like they do with you, you Yeah. Know, hey, let's start working on a lesson first, make sure all the, you know, uh, dots are, uh, all the stuff is, is uh, the way it should be, yeah, and, okay. uh, but the equipment was a little wrong. Okay. Right. We, we had to kind of get some, some lighter stuff for him. Okay. Again, kind of a little bit age. We want to get a little softer shafts in there. Okay. And then uh, he's been doing that for probably about two months now. I think we got the clubs in roughly six, eight weeks ago. Great, And Great. we'll let him talk about that. But so, so, Tom, so just even from that perspective, I know we got a lot of ground to cover, but just, just from maybe we'll almost go backwards. So how have the new clubs improved, let's call that, or what are you feeling with the new clubs? Because you, you've been a pretty steady steel shaft- for a long time player mm-hmm. and now you kind of move to graphite so let's just talk about some of that yeah it's been nice seeing the ball go a little higher yeah uh
3: mm-hmm. with the softer shafts yeah um the larger sweet spot is helpful yeah uh so it's uh it's been different though coming from denver Yeah. Uh, the elevation change the thicker air right so it's been it's been tough yep. you know dialing those in so having those new irons really have helped a lot
2: yeah we actually talked about that in the Talking points that we usually send our guests. Yeah, I think that's an important thing because you play sea level golf, right? Versus Denver is mile high, basically. Right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, you're getting about ten percent more distance. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's huge. So it is. It's, yeah. It's you really got to basically change your, you know, change your mindset, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Don't. It's never about the ego on the golf club golf course. Just whatever it takes to get the ball. To go that distance, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, had you hit steel shafts all the way prior to this point, or up until you? two years ago? Two years ago. Okay.
3: Um, yeah. Up until then, I was playing ping i twos. Okay. Uh, oh, steel shafts for gloves. over thirty years. Wow. Yeah. You know, twos. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ping i twos. You
2: can tell you. You can tell the audience you're over sixty. I'm sixty-seven. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Got there you. Got. Yeah. So. Kind of through the ageism, you kind of saw your swing speed maybe slow down a little bit. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And yep. then I've had some health issues that yep. that uh, broke my shoulder in 20,
3: 2011. Okay. And mm-hmm. then uh, you know I've had a couple of shoulder surgeries. So as you saw my. Uh, yep. I'm limited. Yeah. yeah. And so getting that a little extra pop and a little yes. softer tip section helped. Yeah. And uh, so you. feeling, it feels
2: like butter coming yeah. off the right. club. So that's nice not right. every time. No, <laughs> not. no. But I think that's the thing. And we see this T-Mac all the time. We do fittings. Just like, you know, Tom was great because he walked in and he said, I don't care. Right. He's very blank slate. Love that. And right. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. He's not tailor-made or ping or whatever. He's just open to whatever. Yeah. And we had a few different clubs. And um, and graphite is so much different than it used to be when you were growing up, honestly, mm-hmm. Tom, right? It was meant for who? It was meant for the oh senior, guys. Exactly. Oh guys. <laughs> senior guy, and lady maybe, yeah, right? Swing right. speed? Yeah. But now we got... You know, not necessarily all, not necessarily guys on tour playing it, but they they kind of moved to some no. steel, fiber I mean, you, steel fiber. I mean, you've got you
0: steel fiber. I mean, you've uh, got uh, Matt Kuchar playing that quite yeah. a bit. I see the ladies on the LPGA playing a yeah. lot of steel fiber. So, yeah. and, and senior honest, players, yeah. And,
2: and we're talking about senior player, absolutely. You know,
0: yeah. and I think you know steel fiber, at least that shaft right there, has all the properties of steel without the weight. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there's a lot of great options out there as far as club fitting, and it's great that you came... With an open mind uh, to you know, not get geared into tailor made or ping or anything like that, um, because it just makes the club fitting process so much easier for Sean yeah. when he does it. Right. You know? mm-hmm.
2: right. right. So, so, you've done a decent amount of club fitting. I know you do a lot of teaching. We'll get into that too, right? You did some club fitting back in Denver as well?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes,
2: around 2007, 2008. Yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah, I did a little club fitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and even interesting, like you did it, but then you realized that your passion was more teaching. Is that a good way to say it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So so expand on that. Like who you teach, who you like to teach, because you you have some kind of specialization that you figured out. Yeah. 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 I, uh, uh,
3: my wife and and a a friend, a lady I used to work uh, for, Jill Nelson. They kind of around two thousand seven or so. um, They were saying you you should teach golf because I would we'd go play. Jill was my boss. Okay. Well. What are, what, what are you going to do this month? And we'd go play golf, and we talked about business. No business report. It was great. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she said, you, you really should teach golf. So she took me into a golf shop, uh, Delance Golf, met Dan Saltz, the owner, and uh, it was a uh, club fitter. Mm-hmm. And um, he watched me swing. We did a club fitting, and he said, well, if you want to teach here, you can teach here. Really? Uh-huh. And... Uh, I said, okay. And yep. so I said, well, I only want to work with beginners, really. I don't want to work with any single-digit handicappers because yep. uh, I didn't feel like I had any training yep. in, in, in how to teach and so yep. forth. So he was very kind, and I would go in on week on the Saturdays, mm-hmm. just answer the phone just to be yep. around it, and, and he wasn't paying me at that time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually he let me... Uh, Tend the shop on Tuesdays because it was the slowest day of the week, he figure I can't screw up too much <laughs> no, you you got got you. while I'm there alone, but, uh, but uh, it, was, it was very interesting, and uh, in fact one day, I don't know if you know the name, Gary Hallberg, he plays on the senior tour, now he came in, and mm-hmm. he was on the floor stretching for 20 minutes and he's hitting shots, and, and I said to him, never forget this, Gary, I said, what do you, do you play a draw, you play a fade, what do you, he said, Tom, I try to hit the ball straight. <laughs> he said, "Because the equipment these days is made to hit the ball straight. It's not like the old Balata balls where it had yeah. tons of spin." And so um,
2: you just you just threw that in, by the way. Gary Halberg was on the PGA Tour, correct? Yes, that's the same guy. I'm thinking. Oh, Yeah. got of mid '80s, early '90s. Yes. Yeah. So just for our listeners, make sure <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a random guy, it's a PGA Tour player who, for the record, stretched, warmed up before he started. Hitting balls.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, he was on the floor for 20 yeah. minutes yeah. stretching, yeah. doing his stretches, yeah. and then he started hitting yeah. wedges, and it was fun to watch yeah. him. And yep. and uh, you know the way he used his routine, even hitting practice balls, and mm-hmm. and it was yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah. And uh, I was just a student of the game. There was a fellow at the shop, P.J. Garber, neat neat guy. Uh, and he on his business card, he had student of the game, and I, and I love oh, that. And yeah. I consider myself a student of the game and kind of an ambassador of the game yep. because, to answer your question, I've got, um, I really like to work with beginners.
2: Yep. And,
3: yep. and I, I coach a lot of kids. When I started coaching, uh, I was fortunate enough to be mentored by a fellow named Brad Nair who was taught by Bob Toskey.
2: Okay. Uh, to teach. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. Do, yeah. yeah. Tosky, for the record, go look him up, listeners. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's, he's a major guitar player, a legend, great teacher. Yeah. That's what you always know him. Yeah, he, and he, we'll talk about Tosky in a second, but keep yeah. going about Tosky because I'm want to. i going to put my two cents in about Tosky. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So 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 Brad Mayer was.
3: Brad, you know, he was my mentor. Okay. And uh, we would do a lot of junior camps. Yeah. Uh, there was a thing called Gold Crown Foundation, and and that they had a basketball. Program and then golf and, and um, uh, nonprofit sports get kids because they were taking some um, high school gym classes out and so they needed a, okay. wanted a place for these kids to oh, play okay. and so forth yep. so. Um, but yeah, so
2: I Did you work with Toski? Did you ever go see him personally? Yes, you did. Okay.
3: Brad and I went to down uh, came down to Florida, spent a day yeah. watching him teach yeah. and it was fascinating. Yeah. What a character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really an interesting guy. It was just a, a dream come true to, yeah. to be able to spend a day with him and then Brad taught me a lot, he taught me how he was taught to teach yeah. by Bob Toski and and so we worked with a lot of juniors. We did some Nike camps. We'd have week-long Nike camps at mm-hmm. in Boulder. Yep. Did that for a few years, and and then I've got uh, then I started actually in uh, working for the first tee, coaching okay. for the first tee at oh, Green okay. Valley Ranch wow. in 2006, wow. and uh, and I still do that today. Wow. Uh, I love coaching for the first cool. tee. Love the kids. Mm-hmm. My wife and I have been married 25 years. Congratulations. Thank you. In April it'll be yep. 25 years, but we I didn't get married until i was 43 so a little too old to have kids so <laughs> okay. i get my fix having kids uh you know teach. yeah. teaching teaching and coaching and, and, and i feel blessed
2: you yes you give them back too. the yeah. kids. exactly exactly,
1: <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs>
2: that's no that's great so toski just my little input there is uh i grew up in just north of boston about 20 miles north of boston uh mm-hmm. dad was a terrible golfer i've said this before great, great greatest guy i've ever known but my dad was not a good golfer lefty um didn't have a lot of strength and my brother is a six foot five, left-handed PGA uh, member as well. So he, you know, he kind of grew up through us. My dad kind of lived through us. Not one of those parents, but just right. brought us to the golf course. Knew he didn't know what he was doing, so he got us in front of people that knew what they were doing. And the course that he brought us to was a par three, which I think is highly undervalued in yeah. today's, especially golf, for beginners. Right. Um, I mean, we're engineers. all trying to learn out there on seven thousand yard golf courses. If you could take people to par threes, ah. it would be so much better for a million reasons. But yes. anyways, Middleton Golf Course was run by Chris Costa, which is kind of your Brad Nair, like my sort of guy that I looked at when I was 13 years old saying, okay, I want to be him maybe when I'm 25. Mm-hmm. And then Middleton Golf Course was sponsored by Bob Toski, So he had a teaching center there at Middleton Golf Course. So he would come in, like you just said, flying from Florida do some short game clinics, and again, I think when I'm 13, they're all like this, and then I realize, no, no, they're not They're not all teaching like this. This guy, you know, 10 years later, like, oh, my gosh, that was pretty special to be in front of that guy yeah. and just learning it. He'd come over and hold your club, no son, this is the way it's supposed to be. Right. So really, really cool. It's, it's interesting, you know, again, chemistry that we... That we kind of run into each other and have similar stories. As yeah. As well. So. Right. Yeah. So par three, just playing because you have some par threes out there. Yes. Yeah.
3: And that's one thing when I when we when met, you. I asked, it, where's, are yeah. there any par threes around here?" <laughs> right. Because uh, I have uh, a program where I, I love teaching beginners, and yeah. so I'll do a four week program. I ask them to pay up front yeah. uh, for all four weeks because mm-hmm. I want a commitment, and I don't do it. It's not terribly expensive, but it's yeah. it's an, an investment for them. Sure. Correct. You know, Correct. about $400. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first week we, uh, like I was taught to teach, we started the hole yep. and worked back. Yep. And uh, so the first week is putting. We do a little bump and run, and at the end of the first week, uh, first lesson, mm-hmm. I teach grip. Okay. And then the second week, and I want to do it week Saturday, 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 or Friday, you know, yeah. four weeks. Give it intense... Um, you know, not a boot camp, yeah, but gotcha. the second week Commitment. review everything, great. and then we do a little toe up, toe up, yep. mm-hmm. weight forward, half swing. Uh, third week review everything, get to the full swing, teach a little bunker, and then the fourth week is on a par three course. right, mm-hmm. uh, the Green Valley Ranch par three, where I'm, uh, where I coach for the first tee. It's the first tee par three. It's a great wow. little par three. Like that, yeah. mm-hmm. Longest hole's 125 <laughs> yards, and. I love taking the beginner students out there because that's the day that we we teach. I teach etiquette, okay? how to get comfortable on the golf course. Yeah. Um, I have a little book that um, my wife and I put together. My wife put a section, How to Be Enjoyable to Play With. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I teach that, how to play quickly without right. rushing, how to be comfortable out on the golf course. Yep. What do you do if there's people behind you, in front of you? How to make sure your ball's <laughs> marked so you're not... Dealing with lost balls on the course, yeah. but I love par threes. And when I was really um, back um, late '80s, I, I had the bug. When I moved to Colorado in '83, about '84, mm-hmm. I decided I want to I want to play on the senior tour. Yeah. Oh well. Wow. I thought, give me twenty years, I'll practice hard. Yeah. And yeah. I'll make yeah. the senior tour. Yeah. And that was my goal. Yeah. And um, in the summer. There was a little par 3 about a mile down the road, and I'd be at the par 3 course two, three days a week in the morning, five thirty, six o'clock, play, go to work. At, I'd be at the golf course every night playing yeah. tournaments, you know, yeah. amateur tournaments and everything, and, and enjoy that. But par 3s, I tell every, everybody, they're less expensive in most cases, they're quicker, everybody says you don't have
2: time for golf, yeah. play those par 3s. In our, well, we'll get into the PJ yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. But, but part of what we've been talking about, T Mac, remember, like the Cabot Farms and the Pine. The Wedge and the
3: Slice
0: out yeah, there, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then um, Pine, uh, Pinehurst, mm-hmm. um, Stream Song. Yeah. Right? You see these companies realizing that w- what we've talked about too, like their top golf, right? You know, one stop golf club. Like, people are trying to figure out ways to get non golfers.
0: End of the game. Well, ju- I, I think there's there's definitely a, a niche to get um, people just not on the golf course, but on different
2: turfs, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. You know,
0: um, like a um, pop
2: stroke thing. Pop right?
0: stroke. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, another thing that I'm seeing quite a bit is that they're building. Putting greens with a lot of undulation to get the kids out there to putt and play uh, with lights on out at night. Um, You know, because not everybody can be out there at 8 o'clock in the morning, right? right? But having lights out there so kids can putt or even bring your your junior on out there or have a junior camp out there at night, they're just, I I think that we're in the age of trying to find, you know, simulators and and putting greens and things to get people. Onto different turfs that get them excited about the game yeah. of golf.
2: Fun.
0: Uh, fun, right. yeah, making it, it fun, right? Yeah. Instead of just yeah. everybody used to just tournament golf, yeah. you know, let's play yeah. a little, you know, match play or let's just play a couple, you know, for a, for a Coke or something yeah. like that. And it's just, I think they're trying to find fun and exciting avenues to get younger, junior people yep. out there.
2: I look at it from having my three daughters who are 23, 21, and eighteen. Mm-hmm. And you got two daughters right now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, man. yeah. But but like, in your ages are what? One and five. One and five. So they're running me ragged, <laughs> and then I'm forty seven. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so so what? Maybe I wasn't too old. <laughs> <laughs> when I've done like um, some of these PGA seminars that we're maybe we'll talk about, but like the th- the thing about junior golf in today's stage is is that you've got to get to them young. Yes. You you if you if you haven't got a club in their hand by the time they're seven, they're doing gymnastics, karate, soccer, basketball, whatever.
0: You missed five. You missed them, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're all five right, of them. Right.
2: <laughs> right. But but and all those things and the, and I, again, Tom, we can talk about this some more. But even the PGA League, the PGA Junior League, right? Literally, the first two reasons why kids like the PGA Junior League because they get a uniform and because they're playing on a team
0: and they get a trophy at the end of the year, right?
2: When me and you go play golf, do we have a uniform on? Nope. We're playing nope. individual golf. We're playing against. I'm playing against you, Tom. Playing against you. But right. the studies that they've done in the past ten years, when they started birthing PGA Junior Junior League, mm-hmm. the kids like. Having a mentor, so they like having the 12-year-old kid with the 7-year-old kid, Yeah. right? They, they want to be able to have a partner. That's yeah. also why they do it that way. Mm-hmm. And then they want to have a uniform that's just the soccer and basketball, all yeah. the stuff on part of the ladybugs or the... Absolutely. Or the, or whatever it is, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. and then... It's, it's the fun. It's the camaraderie, the friendship. Absolutely. Who could care less what they score? Who care? right?
0: You probably ask them after yeah. they wouldn't even have a clue what they shot. But they're laughing and giggling yeah. and drinking Spread sodas and having on. fun. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, hey, you, you, you shot, you know, 42. Yay, <laughs> great, you yeah. know. Who cares? Give me a Coke. So, <laughs> so yep. give
2: me a little feedback from what you saw at the show and what you, you attended a couple of conferences over there at pJ PGA Show and stuff. I did, I yeah. did. And just to mention <clears throat> about the PGA Junior League, I was yeah. fortunate enough to coach uh, for uh, PGA Junior League for several summers.
3: Uh, Okay. And, and i love that program yeah. i love that program yeah. the kids and you're right half the time they didn't know if they won or lost the match yeah. but they had fun yeah. and they wasn't there wasn't that intense pressure of playing by themselves that two-person scramble is a real nice
1: mm-hmm. but i
3: love that mm-hmm. the the pj 's uh, show was amazing i've never been to it, it was my first not my last time i okay. plan on going next, oh, yeah. next year already so, mm-hmm. uh, that was amazing um we had a coaches conference is what okay. I really went over there for, but the uh, the time I got to spend on the floor of the yeah. show and met so many people and yep. and just learned so much. Yep. Uh, uh, it was very interesting. Uh, the high-tech stuff. There was a pickleball section, which mm-hmm. I'm, I love pickleball. Yeah. and uh, It wasn't and, one of those five years ago. I'll bet there was. It. Right? No. That's coming. That's yeah. been coming. You know, keep going. Yeah. Sorry, but, yeah. but we had Mike uh, McDonald did a great job, PGA Pro. Uh, he runs the... Uh, College or the coaches, the high school coaches okay. association. Okay. And he put on a nice conference for us yeah. a three day We had clinics Saturday morning before okay. the coaches played Lake Buena Vista oh, wow. uh, in a shamble oh, nice. format. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, but they had, uh, Mike had set up some good speakers. Yeah. Uh, a, fellow, a fellow, Will Robbins, uh, I, Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoyed listening to him, and he he actually did a presentation for us this past Wednesday evening to follow up. He couldn't get through everything he wanted to talk to he's us about. He's a busy man. That he's, guy is
0: a very busy man, Will Robbins. He's I mean, amazing. He's, oh yeah, twenty four seven, go go go. Oh, guy. Yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: But he was so kind. He spent an hour or so with us on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned a lot about that I'm going to take back to to yeah. help my uh, high school players. Yeah. How to score.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Will was excellent with that. And I had never, he, the way he broke it down, I, I shouldn't admit because it will make me seem stupid. Yeah. But uh, just how to score.
2: Okay.
3: And yeah. how to get the ball in the scoring zone oh, okay. uh, inside 100 yards. Um, I'm going to start instituting that. We're going to have a little different scorecard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you get how many times you're getting inside the scoring zone. And then mm-hmm. are you getting uh, down in three from there. Yeah. And so you kind of break it down. Uh, we talked a little bit about Operation Thirty Six. I was about to Say that sounds a
0: lot like Operation Thirty Six right there, a little yes. bit like.
3: So that's great. Oh. Which I love that. And it all, you know, uh, teaches you how to score, and it's mostly yep. those short clubs, mm-hmm. and that that gets me back to playing the par three. Very, yeah. You know? Isn't
2: it funny, Tom? Like you're you're a would you say three time club champ? Yes. At two different golf courses. Yes. Qualified for the Colorado Open. Yes. Yep. Twice. Twice. Yep. And you just learned something last week about maybe it just maybe got something in your head again like oh yeah i used to do that that's how i used to score Mm -hmm. i mean that's what i'm saying like a student of the game type of thing like you just never we never stop learning we never stop learning how to swing better score better putt better chip better whatever whatever thing is just that's why it's a great that's why the pga show is great because Uh it is because it is the conglomeration of all the pga guys Mm -hmm. Yeah, all around the world, by the way. It's not <laughs> it's not just U.S. It just yeah. happens to be the biggest PGA sh- or the biggest show in the world as but far it, as I know. But
0: it seems to recharge your battery. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. You get out there, you're talking with people that um, that you want to talk with. Yep. You know, and you you come back after that, and you're recharged, you're yep. refreshed, you've got great yep. ideas yep. coming in. Um, you know, I think that's the big thing for the PGA. It's kind of like as we were kind of talking about. Uh, last week or a couple weeks ago is that when you go to a PGA tournament you know how that that tempo that feel kind of comes off it's kind of like when you go to the show you start to get that you know get that recharge of battery Mm -hmm. you're you're excited about teaching you're excited about getting back in the shop or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then it wears off by the time <laughs> it gets to December. You're ready for that recharge <laughs> in January, yeah, that's
2: for sure. I but. think uh, we, I think me and you might have talked about this TMAC, but I, I don't know how the PGA can do it. We're just two golf pros here in the area, but mm-hmm. they've got to somehow allow the public to have more access to it. Absolutely. Because it's great that we're getting to it, and we're able to be either through PGA family or, or be, we can bring some guests or whatever, but I know the vendors are tired by Friday, but there's got to be a day where, to me, Tom, what I said was, Saturday, the vendors should be there one more day. I don't care. I'll go over and volunteer to be in front of the Callaway booth or whatever. It don't Mm -hmm. matter, right? Mm -hmm. And ten dollar admission, and guess what? All that money goes to Junior Golf or or whatever you want it to go to. But it could be a huge fundraiser. It could benefit golf. We're supposed to be the whole PGA Tour is a fundraising
0: avenue. I think think the big thing is is it would give you know it would. Give people an idea a little bit more of what the PGA Pro does, what behind the scene is. And I think that, you know, not to say that the the PGA has kind of lost its luster a little bit, but I think people kind of, you know, they kind of get lost with PGA Tour, PGA of America, uh, you know. So I think if you can kind of invite the public into whatever you're doing, especially Demo Day, I think they would go absolutely nuts over Demo Day. Um, And I think more of the vendors would come back to that because Mm -hmm. there would be more people there. Uh, and I think sell more stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. Absolutely.
2: Right now, they, they, right now, when I went over, you went over on Tuesday. Today? No, I, I had to get my van fixed. That's fine. So, yeah. But I went over on Tuesday. You didn't make it either, right? For demo day, it was so small compared to other years. Why
0: don't you tell us how long the wait was to get in? Well,
2: an hour and a half because the <laughs> computer broke down. And oh, they can't figure out how to do stuff without a computer. But anyway, <laughs> <that's true. laughs> but uh, but comparatively, it was so small because Calloway and TaylorMade were not there. Titles, Mizuno, Cobra. I think I saw Srix on Cleveland. But point being, like, the companies are COVID after COVID. Hey, you know what? Yeah. I don't need to go there anymore. I don't need to go to the demo day because we're going to do it on social media. Yeah. Like me and you went to the demo, to the Callaway thing. Specific, again, only PGA Tour or PGA members could go to that introduction of the new launch product mm-hmm. back in December we went to Correct. it, right? so we're priv- privileged to be able to go to that mm-hmm. and we pro you know brought the ideas back to our members and talked about it but they're I don't want to say the word arrogant but they're getting pretty arrogant well yeah they don't need to spend the money like they used to to come to these these huge events and talk to the pros and we're selling your stuff. Well, I don't <laughs> understand why the, the
0: PGA is so willing to support these guys yeah. when they're not willing to support us. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, you know, they might not have a lot of people coming there, but Callaway or TaylorMade should be there to support the PGA of America. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're we're the ones pushing their product right. to their players or to That's their right. to their public. Yeah. So I think you know it's a little bit scratch my back, scratch yeah. your back.
3: Yeah.
0: um you, may, you might not like doing it, but. Do it anyway, mm-hmm. but that's me. Right. You know that. We'll get back, anyway, back to Anyway, back to junior golf, right? Jun- the junior junior oh, golf. Wow.
2: Sorry, Tom. <laughs> we can get on tangents like this sometimes. It's it. okay. I love it. Um, hey, talk to us a little bit. You brought your, your kind of your book and kind of your guidelines, ah, and, and so sort of like you you go through you have kept record. Your golfing record is the name of the book, which is cool. And essentially, I think it's a great, I wish we had some more video to show people, but what, you, what have you done with this? And me, pick out a page in a day and tell us what you did. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, it's, it's like a golf diary, a yeah. di- golf diary book
3: and a um, hardbound book. And I, I opened to uh, July 15, 1990. I played in a couple of men's clubs. Uh, That's really where my tournaments, and that's where I won tournaments. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play in the Colorado Open back in the day where you had to have a 2.4 handicap or lower. I think today it's Uh, 1.8. The the quality has has gotten much better, and and I was fortunate enough to play uh, twice. 1996 was my last time I played in the Colorado Open. Unfortunately, I only got to play two days both times. I didn't play the weekend, okay. but it was kind of fun okay. having well, all the good players in the world. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. It was a great experience. Ready? It was a it was a bucket list type thing. Yeah. It was a goal when I when I you know one of the goals I set uh-huh. to to play in the Colorado Open. It was just a thrill having a guy walking carrying my bag with my name on mm-hmm. his back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was cool. But uh, uh, I had a, I had a lot of fun playing amateur golf, and, and this one it was at Meadow Hills President's Cl- uh, Cup. Um, uh, I won that tournament, and I shot uh, a seventy one yep. and and so on this one page, it shows the scorecard, so I write out the uh, par and what I made on each hole sometimes i 'll make notes on a club that I hit or what how I played a hole yep. and uh, here I chipped in on number four for birdie made putts on da 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 yep. and so this gives me especially as I got older and i 've had some slumps i 've had some ups and downs i 've had this uh, demons in my head on as we all have in this yeah. game and i've had ups and downs i've walked away from the game and uh, whenever i feel like a real chump yep. you know i'll get this out and i like, man yeah i, I used to yeah. play pretty darn good, right? <laughs> and, now, pretty good. And, yeah. and now i found i found myself uh enjoying the game again mm-hmm. uh, the last few years i, I had some uh, stretch uh, as i mentioned yep. you, you know with um, my tremor yep. that uh just killed my game and uh because I was on track. I, I thought, man, I was, I was. when I started getting serious about the game, I started tracking my handicap. I was about an 8 uh, in 1984. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of October 1990, I was a uh, scratch. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I kept track of that. Yep. There's that uh, yep. history of my yep. handicap where, in there. Where do
0: you get these little books? Or what, what
3: is this? This was a gift of years ago uh, mm-hmm. uh, from my parents. And... Uh, it's a neat little thing, and then and then I got tired of doing as much. I got a little, but I kept newspaper clippings, and uh, you know it's fun to look back and see uh, some of the names, uh, some of these guys that are playing. Uh, Jonathan Kay played on tour oh, for wow. a number of years, one yeah. on tour. Yeah. And it was fun to see a couple of the <coughs> clippings with my name above his on the leaderboard. There you go. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah.
2: What year was that? What, was that page that you just pulled out? What, what's 91. 91, yeah. The Pub Link. So, just my, my little two cents and T Mac, throw yours in here too. When I do playing lessons with people, right? Or, or you just go out and play, you're trying to play your own ball, but invariably, hey, if you see anything in my swing, just let me know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, dude. I'm just trying to work on my own. game just to <laughs> I got my own stuff going on, right? right? And then they'll see stuff. And I do this with the high school kids a lot. So when we coached high school, I would do this a lot. Basically, um, and you can. This goes for all golfers, right? So if if I'm going to do a playing lesson, I want to know your fairways, your greens, your up and downs, and your putts. Mm-hmm. Four things, really simple to figure out. I want to know if you're in the fairway. I want to know how many greens you hit in regulation. I want to know your up and down percentage. Now you figure out the yardage, if that's 20 yards away, or if that's 15 yards away, or if maybe you're 30 yards away. Whatever the number is, you know, decide, okay, I'm a pretty skilled player. I feel like I should get up and down from 30 yards away. Great. If you're a 15 handicap, you're probably going to be 15 yards away to have that number, mm-hmm. right? And that percentage, and then your putts, because we all know you can have 35 putts And you could have hit a lot of greens and (laughs) still shoot 72. Yeah. Or you could have 35 putts and 0 for 7 up and downs. Correct. Right? It really starts giving you some... And, I mean, there might be other numbers you want to go, but let's get to the basics because, um, and what I've seen lately, so uh, Valerie Cole was one of my uh, high school golfers that she played some college golf in Alabama when the University of Tampa golf coach, the girls golf coach, Missy Jones, came down and evaluated um, Valerie. She didn't really care what her scoring average was. She wanted to know how many greens in regulation he hit. And Valerie couldn't answer it. You know, how many putts, what's your putt per average or per round? What are you up and that? Like, you know, they want those numbers. Yeah. Because you can score different ways is mm-hmm. the point. Correct. Right? But Absolutely. you're a consistent ball striker, and, you're, and it just helps all of us. Mm-hmm. We all think we, oh, we need to hit it further with driver. Not really. Not if you're hitting in the center. Well, right. think about, yeah, it, think about nice. most of our lessons. That everybody
0: comes to us and wants a full swing lesson instead of a short game lesson. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, and what's the object of the game? Put the ball in the hole, yeah, right. you know? yeah.
2: So, yeah, absolutely. So, so Get a you foundation. Like, so, T-Mac, what would you, I guess, you know, kind of in your playing lesson thing, what would you sort of focus on or sort of some of I Basically the same thing as so what yeah. you did right there. I mean, yeah.
0: that's the that's the foundation of, you yeah. know, beginning golf. Yeah. That and the grip, yep. stance and posture, yep. you know. but. Yeah. Knowing where you stand, yeah. you know, having a, a real, um, having a real idea of what you're doing instead of this. Because I'll be honest with you. Golfers, we can put fallacies in our head and think yeah. that we're better than what we are. Yeah. You know? I don't and need to work on putting. I don't oh. need to work. I, I mean, how many <laughs> times I, I, my short game gets me around right. all the time, and I'm like, well, what did you shoot? I, I shot 110. <laughs> 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 you know, I think we could spend a little time yeah. on the short game yeah. there. Absolutely. But, you know, it's tough to convince people of that. But if they keep a track of their numbers, like you said, yeah. um, something like this. You can revert back to it and you can look and see and chart your progress. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. you're going to start seeing the scores lower and you're going to have some correlation of why those scores are coming down and not right. just because God you know, on, you know, came down and anointed me to that day. So at least you have some idea of what you're doing and you're tracking your stats, which is important.
2: Tom, yeah, I'm going to let you talk again, I promise. Sorry. <laughs> no. no. But, but let this, this is great. So you bring that to 2023 or 24 now, there are plenty of apps then track those things. Yep. Yeah. Right? And now I get a little frustrated when I play with the guy who after the end of the hole he's putting in all of his you know, like he's putting in a mm-hmm. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Well yeah, he's <laughs> putting in his five and okay, did I hit the greener regulation? No like, <laughs> like he's putting in all those stats and we're just trying to go to the next hole. Yeah. Right. So technology is great because it's kind of made it electronic instead of Tom's golfing record book, mm-hmm. which I love. I think that's a great thing. But even you know, this, th- like, he's not the first one to have this. Sam mm-hmm. Sneed was doing this back in 1953, okay. right? Like, they were tracking their information because mm-hmm. they knew what they had to work on. Right. So, uh, there's, there's different ways to do it, is my point. I don't care if you just, you know, basic, like I said, those four numbers, but you've got to have something, some baseline, right, to know what to go work on. Right. So now I'll go ahead and let you talk again. Sorry.
3: Yeah, no, you know, one thing I learned uh, coaches at the PGA show <laughs> at the coaches conference uh, got a lot of stats and uh, percent of putts made. Yeah. Distance, three foot. Mm-hmm. Pros are making 96, zero handicappers making 93. and a, Guy shooting in the 90s is making 84.
0: Big yep. <laughs> percentage right there. Right? <laughs> you know, and
3: right. then uh, shots from from 75 yards and in, distances, the uh, zero handicappers, 30 foot. You know, they go through this and yeah. they break down these. Uh, it's the analytics. Stats.
2: It's, it's the analytics. The analytics.
3: Yes, it's breaking down what's, where there's that total number coming from. Yeah. And one of the, you know, the, the, the putting especially. Yeah. You, know, you know, Wilson, easiest way to reduce your score is to become a better putter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and just seeing it, you know, everybody knows yeah. that. And as, you know, teachers, we know, hey, here's what you want to work on, but everybody yeah. wants to work on the driver. Yeah. And uh, it's how yeah. to score, but that's coming back to that par three stuff.
2: Right. I love getting people on par threes. Right. I think that's so helpful. But even in other sports, I mean, Belichick, right? Um, he, he, didn't get a, he hasn't gotten a job offer yet. Bill Belichick. Yeah. One six Super Bowl or yes, eight five. Super Bowl. Nine something. Something crazy. <laughs> between the Giants and the Patriots won nine maybe. Yeah, that's right? I mean there's a reason why they're going with younger coaches because of analytics and they can right. evaluate stuff better. And then Greg Popovich with the San Antonio Spurs, he's got the number one player in the world. They keep losing. He's a little bit hard headed. Like mm-hmm. I'm just, i just I like the that it's 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 uh it doesn't matter which sport but you start seeing the younger, like Mike McDaniel, the kid, I think that's the guy's name from the, um, from the Miami Dolphins, that coach. Yes, right? very analytical. Very, very, and very cool, very inventive. Like Andy Reid's very inventive. Like they take the percentage of, hey, I can throw a five-yard pass at this corner or I can throw a 15-yard pass, but like you just said with the stats of the putting, the five-yard pass three times is going to get you 15 yards. Mm-hmm. Correct. So let's just do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Why would we run the ball? When the line?
0: Well, even you know, now yeah. when you watch the football games, they are like, well, the Anna Lig, right. stay to go for it. And line. I mean, let's be honest, four or five years ago, you would have gone, who is this guy in the booth? I mean, what's he talking about? Let's punt. But now you see people going for it, you know, and, and you just hear more and more just in every sport alone. I mean, yeah. you're using track man in baseball now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just technology is creeping into every sport. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just going to, it makes the sport
2: that much better, more right. exciting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I love Tom the fact that you're 67 and you're not, you're not the old guy in the in the porch saying, "I'm not going to use Facebook, I'm not going to use Instagram." Like right. you, you realize that, hey, I got to get up with the times, I got to keep up with the times, and bring this information back to my 15-year-old high school golfer in Colorado, mm-hmm. right? And say, hey, dude, I'm glad you can hit driver 260. Yeah, but you need to make, you need to sit there and make putts right. for half an hour, right? And then, I mean my my University of Tampa stuff back in the day, nine eighty nine ninety three, we could not leave the putting green until we made 53 footers in a row. wow Period. I love that. You could not go play golf until you made 53 footers in a row. I love that. You made 48, you go back to make 50. You <sighs> gotta go. But that was the installation of that coach's drill into mm-hmm. my head. Right. And guess what? You got pretty good at three footers. Yeah, you got to that 92 percentile like you just said for the zero handicap golfer. No. Yeah. You can't You just you know yeah. How many
0: times is that putt given in a a regular old match? And like you know, in the back of your mind, there was a (laughs) fifty-fifty chance on that. You are like, thank you. I'll pick that up so quick, you know. But you got to work on those. You know, get the get the old circle to death, like you said, where you put the tees out there and just sun up to sun down. And I promise you, if you can if you can do that, that the putting just. Opens up because all you're doing is just trying to get inside that circle or that Mm -hmm. wheelbarrow, and
2: then it's just boom, boom, boom. It it really takes pressure off your game. Yeah. Because then if you're going to chip it, then you don't have as much pressure to chip it so close because you know you're going to make a five footer. Right. Right. That's the difference, too. So it just changes the whole dynamic of what you're trying to do. 7 iron doesn't have to be, yeah, you want it to be 15 feet from 150 yards, but. Maybe it's twenty feet, but I know I'm going to two putt it. Yeah. And again, sorry, Tom. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> good went stuff. Up. We went to the Callaway, We went to this Callaway. Uh, uh, drink the Kool-Aid, new product demo launch type mm-hmm. of thing, right? <laughs> and one of the stats that they used was on their new AI putters. Literally, John Rom. What was it? Six million dollars more? Like Something. Yeah. <laughs> it was like outrageous. He would have made that's their stat. Six million dollars more last year if he used the AI putter. Because of the way that the AI putter, again, drink the Kool-Aid if you want to, right. would gear gear affect, old school term, right. would gear affect the ball closer to the hole on 30, 40, 50 footers. So mm-hmm. he wouldn't have had as many three-putt percentages as he did. Yeah, wow. Your speed control would be 20% closer to Really? And yeah. And you know this for playing this tournament golf. You get me two, two, two strokes better over 72 holes. Oh my gosh. I just made... Six million yep. dollars over a year. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Right. Unbelievable. So the point being like, you know, like you were doing in 1991 and prior, keep your stats.
3: Yes. You know. And keep your stats. It, it, yeah, yeah. it tells you what you need to work on. Yeah. Uh, in my case, it, it's kind of an ego booster a little bit or yeah. or one of those, hey, mm-hmm. you know, don't give up. Yeah. You know, you can do it. Yeah. Because um, we all go through ups and downs in this game, and yeah, that's what right. it makes
2: it such a special game. Yeah. The last point I want to make on the three-footer, how tall are you? 5'8". How how much do you weigh? One sixty three. Who's going to hit it further? Sure, right. I'm six foot two, two twenty five. I'm probably oh. going to hit it further. Yeah. Can we both make three foot putts? Absolutely, all day long. Absolutely, <laughs> right. Yes. Can we both chip it? Yep. 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 It, it, that's why the game is also so unbelievably cool because this the yes you know um, Kyle Berkshire who was specifically designed and done everything he can to hit the ball 450 Smash yards. Smash the ball. Right? He's he's worked out, he's done supplements, whatever. He's designed his approach to hit the ball far. But him and Tom Kite, I'm going to go back in the day, or yeah. Corey Pavin back yeah. in the day, oh my God. or mm-hmm. Gary Hallberg will go really back in the day, or Gary Player, you keep going, like these guys were not big people. Mm-hmm. They've gotten bigger yeah. since Tiger, we've talked about that the in some podcasts. Yeah. The yeah. Sure, yeah. Yes. They've gotten bigger but the three-foot putt is the three-foot putt, and the chip is the chip, and yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, that's why Pavin could still win a U.S. Open in 1981 because he hit it straight. Mm-hmm. Right, He didn't mm-hmm. hit it as far as those guys, Freddie and, and Davis Love, and those guys, but he could hit it straight.
0: Well, it's funny if you go back <coughs> now to where he was, and, and they've gone back to where it was. Yeah. They say that most of the pros hit about a seven iron there now right. instead of a five. <laughs> instead of a five. <laughs> right. So right. think about that. I right. mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. a Crazy. complete low scoring iron to somebody hitting a wood
3: <laughs> onto the yeah. thing.
0: So it's just, am- I mean, that, yeah. I find that amazing, yeah. that stat. Yeah, Nowadays, yeah. they're hitting seven irons, you know, 200. Crazy. 20, 30 yards now where he had to hit a five
2: would wouldn't
0: he barely got it up there too, you know, <laughs> yeah, So it's everything to get it up there. So
2: yeah. I think it's great. It's a great game. So before we end, Tom, if you don't mind, you were gracious enough to kind of talk about this, maybe expose yourself a little bit with kind of like some of your medical history. And just, I think that's an important factor to kind of bring into the,
0: yeah, the golfers that we have,
2: the, you know, some of our senior players and sure. how you've adapted your game and said, okay, well, I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to get a heavier putter or whatever. So go ahead and just talk on some of that topic.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was life-changing uh, back in the late 90s. Like you say, I played in my last Colorado Open in 96. And then a year or so after that, I was playing in mm. a tournament, and I'm looking down at my putter, and my putter's vibrating. Wow. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm not nervous. I mean, I played a lot of tournaments. I wasn't nervous. Mm. But my my putter was shaking. And so I I let it affect me for a while, and then I finally went to, uh, went to the doctor, and I went to two doctors same day. They both said that I have what's called a benign essential tremor. Okay. Uh, I yeah. talked to my father, and he says, yes, I have, I have a benign essential tremor. Apparently, there's a category or a family of tremors called essential tremors. Yeah. Anyway, it's not pre-Parkinson's, thank the good Lord, yeah. but um, I, uh, it, it ruined my game. I couldn't make a three-footer. I, I was blading or chunking wedges. Uh, in all honesty, it still haunts yeah, me to this sure. day. You know, no, I'll never no. get rid of it. Absolutely. But they gave me beta blockers, which slows your heart rate down, which I didn't want to take those. Uh, but when I started teaching and, and working with Brad and Air, uh, he helped me uh, go to the ball quicker, not mm-hmm. stand over it because you stand and you're looking at something shaking. That's not a good. You uh, know, yeah, that's not good. For it, them. And he would say, Bobby Jones, say, hey, you know, an athlete, an athlete is never uh, static. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times do you see a guy standing still over a golf shot? You know, the good yeah. ones don't. They're going, mm-hmm. like we've talked about. Yeah. The, the, pre-shot quicker, routine. the pre-shot routine yeah. is so important. Yeah. So it, it was a it was a struggle. Um, uh, and, you know, like I say, I played a club championship before I started teaching. I played a club championship, two-day uh, tournament, where I would take the club back. I was like Charles Barkley. I, I would joke with my buddies, I'm like, guys, I'm just trying to time the seizure, and and it was embarrassing, and I would take the club back, and they would go start slow, and then it would be 90 to 100 miles an hour in, in a split second, it was terrible, and I would take the club back, in this two-day tournament, I would take the club back to the top, bring it down, and I'd pump, on the third pump, I'd hit the ball. Mm-hmm. I played I played two rounds like that, shot around 80 both days. Yep. And uh, but that was a little embarrassing, and um, but the help with uh, that Brad gave me and coached me to get to it quicker, mm-hmm. focus on target, okay. focus mm-hmm. target. When I can focus target, it takes me out of my head and I'm the athlete again. There you you know, yeah. and so I've been blessed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh, you know I tell folks, uh, you know I've won some tournaments, had some hole in ones, yeah. um,
2: thirteen, I think, right.
3: Eleven. Okay, sorry.
2: Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure it was still, <laughs> you know, still on zero. I'm still on zero. Well,
3: before we We're on the par three oh, at Green yeah. Valley, that's which right. I play about 40 times that's a summer. That's great. Uh, but uh, I you know, played a lot of tournaments and had a lot of fun, a lot of success on the golf course. But I never got goosebumps playing golf, and I'd get goosebumps when I teach or help yeah. help somebody out. Yeah. You know, you guys have yeah. seen it. Yeah. Somebody yeah. hits a shot, and their eyes bug out, and they, <laughs> you see a smile on their face, yeah. or they look over at you like, you saw that too, right? <laughs> yeah. We both saw that. Yeah, And, yeah, yeah. we both saw it. you did yeah. that. And, and I get goosebumps. Yeah. And so I think the cool. the Lord put me in the right place. Yeah. That's cool, man. Good. That's
0: cool. Well, Hey, I, I've got to say... I commend you on your courage to go out there in a tournament when you're struggling. I mean, even when I'm playing well, I don't even want to play in a tournament (laughs) because I'm afraid I'll get embarrassed. But I think that's amazing. That's great courage right there. Thank you. Thank you. So, Tom, thank you for your your time. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, Once again, thank you again for uh, listening. Um,
2: Your co-host, Tim McElwanna with... Hey, guys, just uh, again, Tom, thanks for coming out. Yeah. really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. coming uh, your time. Uh, we might have another golf etiquette one, or we can do just a straight golf etiquette. Yeah. Two. That might be one we do in the near, near future, because I, I think that's an under, underutilized topic. Yeah. Absolutely. You see every day on golf courses. But uh, this lot. was great. This is really cool to meet you, you know, and talk more in depth. So. Thanks. Yep. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank appreciate you, it. Right,
3: Thank you, John. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yep. Enjoy this. Good. So.
0: Are you looking to elevate your golf game? With SwingTheoryGolf.com, you will. Tim, who is a certified PGA professional, offers expert instruction and personal attention to help you unleash your true potential. So get ready to tee off with Swing Theory Golf.